Hey, it's Cullen Bunn, and you're listening to New Pod World Order, because you're awesome. Home of Totes Milady, Cult of Dave, Soldier of Pod, Not Your Mama's Football Show, Lights in the Sky, Hubba Baloo, Welcome to the Alamo, Comic BS, Talk Nerdy to Me, Talking Cod Swallop, Always Bet on Geek, and Robot Dinner Party. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay. <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop Podcast on the New Pod World Order Network. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. With me today, I've got one of my new Pod World Order family members. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, I'm Luke. I'm from the Lights in the Sky podcast, uh, 50% of the podcast. And it feels strange being introed by someone else because usually I have to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, can I also just point out the better half? <laughs> Yeah, I'll point that out as well. I'm definitely the better half. <laughs> so how? Well, how are you? I was going to say how have you been, but I, I've never met you before. So how how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm great. Um, loving life. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. I'm uh, also loving life, so <laughs> that's a, that's a good thing. I've been listening my way through um, through your podcast the last week or so, so I'm getting there. Um, hopefully I don't ask any stupid questions that you answered in the last episode or two. Oh, don't matter. The power of editing, I can cut it out. Yeah. So it's all good. Free pass then. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Yeah. So do you know what Codswallop means? Um, a little bit. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I've noticed whenever you talk to, uh, some of those guys from America, you're having to explain this stuff <laughs> a fair bit. Um, yes absolutely i think a lot of kiwi stuff is um derived from english stuff because we were settled by the english um it may just be in my family because my grandparents are english my mum was born in england oh that's cool so uh, a lot of it i i do get yeah um talking codswallop is just talking talking rubbish yes talking shit as they say over here yeah, and that's why today's podcast is going to be named Lights in the Codswallop. <laughs> seems fitting. <laughs> yeah, seems how the two of us are joined together finally. So, <laughs> um, where was your where was your mum born? Do you know? Um, they lived in Eastleigh. Do you know where that is? Okay, I think because I don't. I think that's near. <laughs> I think that's near London. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Somewhere near there. Yeah. 
like Southampton-ish, maybe? I seem to recall these kind of... That's actually nearer to me, so I really should know this kind of stuff. <laughs> you shouldn't be telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should know it better than I do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, well, Southampton is only about an hour and a half away from me, so that's actually quite a close city to me. What about... Um, what's the one? Is it Fairham? Fairham. Don't, Fairham, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about the same sort of distance, so that's around about the same sort of place. Oh, yeah, because I definitely remember that. I think my great-grandad was born there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're more English than Kiwi at this point. <laughs> if I was American, I would say I'm English. You know how Americans do that? They'll say I'm Irish, I'm Polish, all of that, but they're actually from America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, although, technically, because I'm from England, so like I, I'm based obviously right in this well right at the edge of england um i'm actually half welsh as well oh yeah so because my dad was actually from um from wales Mm -hmm. so you know i i suppose in a way i kind of do it as well but so you're in weymouth i am yeah yes are you stalking me no i've been listening to your podcast man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> it's out there <laughs> i didn't have to dig too far uh, um <laughs> and is that that's like uh the south coast yeah yeah it is oh yes it's actually the jurassic coast as well so um there's a lot of beaches that they do a lot of um fossil hunting on beaches oh, right. things like that as well so actually quite a cool you know dorset itself which is the county that i live in Mm -hmm. is actually quite a cool um place right but it's just a bit country bumpkiny is dorset where they invented the hovercraft it's somewhere around there dorset or dover or somewhere like that i'm sure of it anyway (laughs) i know that they practice the um bouncing bomb near where i live oh yeah 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 i know the one Interesting. Um, everyone, I mean, you must have family going back through the war years and everything then, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, not living anymore, mm. but um, yes. But a history. But my my, uh, my gran, uh, she had some wicked stories yeah. sort of to tell. Like um, she, was, uh, she was a nanny and uh, she looked after, uh, obviously she was looking after children because, you know, not many nannies <laughs> don't look after children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're goats. Um, um, basically, yeah, so she was out in the garden with the kids on the map, and then all of a sudden the sirens started. Oh, yeah. And she had to, like, grab three children and run inso- inside. Mm. And, uh, you know, because, like, obviously a fl- a, the actual plane was going over their head. Jeez. So, you know, it's quite... You can't even you can't even put yourself in those shoes, can you? There's just nothing to relate that to. No, not at all. No. I mean, you know, other people maybe in... Um, where's the wars at the moment? Or where was it? Where was it? I'm not very good. What, like, uh, like Syria and things? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I suppose they could probably... Yeah, absolutely. Me, myself, in little old New Zealand, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, we've had earthquakes. That was pretty bad, but <laughs> there's no kind of intent there. Yeah, I heard about that. That was a, You've recently had an earthquake. Were you affected by that? or? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, well, we say recently, but it was about seven years ago was the big one now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that was, yeah, that was pretty horrific. Um, yeah. I was in I was in the middle of the town with all the buildings falling down and things like that. It was pretty rough. Oh, 
god. Um, had a had a friend get caught up in it. So yeah, it's um it's not real good podcast fodder. We won't be laughing our way through that. <laughs> No, but you know, sometimes you don't have to laugh all the time, do you? Yeah. Like if it's, you know, real life is important as well as laughter. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that is horrible. A nice wee um, segue into podcast land is that um, the silver lining of it all is that's how I kind of started listening to um, podcasts um, and eventually kind of fell through. I I started listening to the Ricky Gervais podcast when he brought them out. Um, just for a laugh. And then um, that was around the time Smodcast came out. Oh, okay. Um, so that's when I started listening to that because when you're, when you're um, in the earthquakes, it's not just one kind of earthquake. It's every, every hour or couple of hours for weeks on end, there's another shake. It's like aftershocks and things, oh. which as you can imagine is not that easy to sleep through. <laughs> and at a certain point, you just have to kind of... Um, mentally um relax so i took to and distract yourself yeah exactly so i mean this is happening all through the night and everything as well so i kind of took to um sleeping with headphones in so at least those ones that was just a rumble you wouldn't um it wouldn't disturb you so much um the ones that are big enough to get you out of bed would still get you out of bed but (laughs) but i um started listening to smodcast as i was going to sleep and then um grew to really like it and then tell him steve dave came along and so that one's um the top priority these days whenever that appears in my feed it um it's always listening straight away as you as you probably have yourself yeah absolutely as soon as it comes as soon as it drops it's kind of straight in my ears yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice one but yeah because i've never like in England, we, other than rain, we don't really get bad, bad weather. Um, so there's certain parts, so like, you know, the northern, I'm pointing, that's really helping, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, up the RSC. <laughs> the north, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, my mum told me, oh, have you ever met this guy? And uh, this is what my mum said. And I went, no, no, I've never met him before. I've spoken to him loads, but blah, blah, blah. Um, she goes, well, make sure you brush your hair. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're doing audio. So can you just tell my mum very quickly that my hair looks beautiful? Yeah, nice job. (laughs) Scrubs up nicely. That's so stupid, isn't it? I'm like, I'm going to be recording a podcast with the with someone in New Zealand. (laughs) That's really good. oh dear but yeah going back to what i said yeah it's um like the northern part of the uk yeah. gets more of the weather than oh yeah southerners do so up scotland way yeah scotland um sort of anything past um like probably birmingham oh yeah roughly yeah, i say so yeah I but, but i assume that's north <laughs> yeah uh, it's kind of um birmingham is like midlands oh yeah um so that's sort of yeah uh, yeah i'm saying places like if you start telling me places i'll be like yeah. <laughs> i assume midlands is like the middle so we're just talking top half <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> oh i was googling um i was googling new zealand oh yeah and have you have you noticed that your that your um country actually looks like a feathered foot <laughs> <laughs> like a detached italy <laughs> no it's kind of like got a leg and then it's got like a feathered foot 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to hang on a second. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at this. <laughs> so which part's the foot? The top or the bottom? You'll see. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those I can never look at it the same way again. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's a planet where map of New Zealand. Okay, okay. So alright. <laughs> I can cut, so it's like a foot going up in the air, like, like yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> I can see how someone could get to that. I can't say I've ever noticed that. <laughs> Are you certain? Because let's face it, come on, it looks so blatantly. Like, I think because I wa watch a lot of Walking Dead, <laughs> that looks like a zombie. So something you would try and foot. fight hordes of zombies with? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, um, that's what's happened to it. Unfortunately, it's got bitten. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I never um never persisted with Walking Dead. I watched the first two series, I think, and then um it got a bit same same for me. I read the first hundred or so episodes of the uh, issues of the comic. That was pretty cool. Okay. Mm. As I'm I'm not a big comic uh, book reader because mm. it's something that I would probably want to get into and like uh, give me a minute. Mm -hmm. I've got Marvel in my brain. Oh. Oh, Image. It, the image comics oh, yeah. is probably the way that I would want to go because, like, I like horror and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've never got into it. But also, I'm quite a big collector, right? So I think it's probably wise for me <laughs> not to start doing it. Yeah, open the floodgates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because otherwise, that is going to be my next thing. So mm -hmm. we'll see you on an episode of Hoarders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, I've got, um, I've really got into pops. Oh yeah, you know the pop vi uh, Funko pops. Yeah, and uh, I think I've got, I think I counted that I've got. 11 large sized ones at the moment but i've also got all of pretty much all of the little rick and morty ones as well oh wow oh cool so. even the um the pickle rick <laughs> no i haven't got the pickled rick oh yeah <laughs> there was there was a certain podcast that you know wouldn't let me <laughs> it wasn't a pop to be fair <laughs> i've got a few of those little ones um the just the normal sized pops um the Back to the Future ones, obviously, because we're giving away one of them too, which you also missed yeah. out on, um, which I'm sure you'd remind me well, of. Well, no, I didn't. I, I already had that one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got Marty as well. Yeah. We've got a bunch of Disney ones as well. My wife and I run into Disney. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there any favorite Disney that you like or... Um... Um, not not overly, just Disneyland in general. Have you been to the American one? Yeah, yeah, California. Okay. I've been there way, way more than anyone would expect I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I've been three times in the space of four years, and the second and third time was for seven days, and another one was six days <laughs> at the same park. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got into it. Well, cause I've, sorry, I've never been once, so um, I think I need to sort that out. Yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but but we liked it. Oh, look at you! It's not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. We're definitely um, connected, uh, <laughs> New Zealand and Brits. <laughs> I got a question. Uh, you know, obviously, we were going to write down a few questions and things. I've got a question mm -hmm. of how long have you and Tony been friends for, and how did you meet? Um. We, <laughs> so I moved to, I moved to the city, um, well, I moved back to the city when I was uh, 15 and okay. that is, is that city of Christchurch? Yeah. Yeah. 
so I moved to the West Coast for a, for a short stint. I grew up in Christchurch, but moved to, moved to the West Coast for four years or so, and then came back for um, for fifth form, which is what we call it over here. I don't know what you guys call it, but anyway, um, I was fifteen and um, didn't know too many people. I knew the old one or two that had gone to the same school from when I was a kid. Um, but largely kind of didn't know anyone and kind of latched on to this one guy who, um, was nice enough and was showing me around and things, um, went and sat next to this guy, um, uh, during one of our classes and, um, plot twist, that guy wasn't Tony, but by sitting next to that guy, I had stolen Tony's seat. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) so initially he hated my guts. Um, but, and I, and I don't think we were friends for like that first year, but then, um, kind of as, as tends to happen, kind of friend groups shift around as you get into later years of high school. And then, um, yeah. so we just kind of, we we shared a couple of classes and similar sense of humor. Um, so uh, I think we just kind of clicked from there. Um, and that was, so I'm 32 now. So that was 17 22 years ago <gasps> yeah Blimey. so we've been we've been mates since then basically uh, yeah so mates since you stole his seat yep pretty much well a little bit after that because we weren't mates when i stole the seat but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's our origin yeah, story but i think i think secretly deep down he was thinking like i really want to be friends with this guy <laughs> but he's stolen my seat so i'm, I'm just gonna be mean to him quite possibly <laughs> yeah what do you actually do for a living? Um, I'm a multimedia designer. So, um, hang on. I got my maths wrong there, didn't I? T- 17 years, not 22 years, right? Yeah, 15, 15. Yeah, yeah 17 years. Um, you did say 17 first and then you changed it to 22. So you obviously <laughs> doubted yourself. What did 22 fall out right? then? <laughs> 17 I years. Yeah. Twenty. Oh, that's right. 22 is when I'm going to kill him and just bury his body. That's right. Now I remember. (laughs) (laughs) We will be friends for 22 years by the end of it. (laughs) And then there will be no more lights. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It will just be dark. (laughs) Um, So dark. Uh, What was the question again? (laughs) Yeah. Hold on a second. Now we've got over the math issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What do you do for it? Oh, that's right. Um, so, this is kind of Obviously a... Obviously not pay attention. <laughs> that's what you do. I deviate for a living. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a multimedia designer. So, uh, what that entails is um, I studied film studies at university, um, got a degree in that, and then by the end of university, realized quite quickly that... Um, all I had learned to do was write about movies. <laughs> you don't like it was it was all theory. Um, I had a degree in film theory, essentially, which is pretty useless when you're actually going to try and find a job. So um, upskilled some more, did a few, did another kind of um, diploma and things like that, and moved into video production. Worked for myself doing that for a couple of years, uh, but then then got a job at a design college, um, and. Uh, when you're kind of a junior at a design college and the teaching staff, you're, if enrollments start to slip, you'd be the first one cut. Um, they like to give the right, jobs okay. to the guys who are pretty well established there. 
So from that point on, I basically started trying to learn as much as I could about as many different topics so that if, say, um, there was an opening in one of the other courses, then I'd be considered for it. So during my time there, I um, I kind of upskilled myself in um, graphic design, web design, um, some 3D uh, animation t- uh, stuff, as well as keeping my video like um, going as well. Um, so okay. so yeah really wide range of um you know wide range of softwares that i'm that i got pretty fluent in which was kind of a blessing yeah so you have a lot of fingers and a lot of pies so to speak yeah yeah so um yeah. what happened after that was uh, basically a guy who used to work at that college um uh, they had an opening for somebody to come along and um they basically wanted someone who could do all sorts so i fitted the bill fairly naturally um, which is just a testament to that kind of hard work and, and constant upskilling that you have to do in a digital field. So um, got offered that the, the job that I'm in now, and I'm still there three years later, um, and have continued to move around. So now I'm designing software at the moment um, and starting to think of kind of a software ecosystem for, for our customers, which is pretty cool fun to be able to kind of constantly learn that stuff and and know that it's at the cutting edge as well. Oh, that's really cool. Mm. Um, you actually have turned into a bit of a robot at the moment, so I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to do... <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. It's like, <laughs> I thought you were just saying I was being monotoned. I was going to try and improve that. Get really animated. You're just trying to... Sorry, say again. I was just going to get really animated with how I talk now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 because the... Because um, of the... Connection. Yeah, I get yeah, it. <laughs> oh, but it was quite funny. I know nobody else will probably be able to hear it. No. But, um, yeah. Yeah, my one's still coming <laughs> in clean fun. on my end. So, so yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all right then. But no, that's um, that's really good. That you know, like obviously, that's so much opportunity that you've actually got there. Mm. You know, so that you can actually, like you said, you can move around, and also. It gives you an opportunity to not get bored doing the same thing all the time, I suppose. Yeah, that's definitely important um, because I I do that a lot. I'll, that I think that's kind of why I was able to learn so many different things is because as soon as I got it, I'd drop it and have to jump onto something else new. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit like that as well, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, oh, I think probably a rugby league player. Um, yeah. That didn't pan out considering I didn't start playing league until I was about 17 and I only played for about two years. <laughs> um, it was, I never really saw an occupation I wanted. It was more about um, trying to figure out something that would... Um, that would allow me to just kind of get by and live the life I wanted. It was never about career aspirations. It was about what I wanted in my personal life, I think. So, um, okay. never really, yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd thing, but, um, but people being defined by what they do is, um, is an interesting thing to me, um, rather than kind of who they are and what they, what they want in their lives. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it's even quite interesting, even as a small boy, you thought that as well. Yeah, I I don't know whether I 
knew it then, but I don't know that I was really striving to be anything in particular either. So, um, no, yeah. yeah. Well, when I was little, I, I've said it on, um, you know, before, um, but uh, I wanted to be a shepherdess when I was uh, very little. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and then a vet. <laughs> and now I'm neither of those things. <laughs> well, I think part of it for me as well was um, middle child of five. So I kind of just didn't want anyone to be, I wanted to kind of blend in and, and just get by. So I think that was when you, when you start putting out there what you want to be or what you want to do, then people start looking at you to be or do that. Um, so I think it was probably a part of it might have been just like, I just need to go under the radar here. <laughs> Yeah, mm. yeah, that's fair enough. Um, uh, is it brothers or sisters, or a mixture of both that you've got? Um, the oldest one's a brother, and then the rest are sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're surrounded by a lot of uh, women then growing up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, pity you. <laughs> I coped. <laughs> I feel, I feel ever so sorry for my brother because. Um, <laughs> Because my dad passed away, so but that's irrelevant. But just so that you know that he, um, my brother's the only man in the family now. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So he's got two daughters. He's got a wife, and then got me and my mum. He's even got a female dog as well. So <laughs> I really do feel sorry for him. <laughs> but he seems to he seems to get by. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not as bad as everyone says. No. no. <laughs> You just get more cuddles, I suppose. Don't you? <laughs> I suppose so. Um, the <laughs> other punches in the arm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You haven't met my sisters. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I do tend to beat up my brother. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say is that something about guys who have been to an all boys school. I think you can just spot them a mile away. I don't know why. I don't know that it's a good thing. But um, I don't know if that's the same with you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've I've never really thought about that. To be honest, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's a couple of boys' schools, or there's one kind of main boys' school over here, and um, and if you meet someone, you you're kind of talking to them, and then you, know, you get a sense of like um, that whole they talk about women like an object in a certain way, not overtly. And a lot of people from there are good guys and stuff, but it's like a slightly different thing to, to, um, you know, just, just, uh, having women around your whole life is you don't think that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, I think, yeah, cause I'm trying to think because always when I've been like interacting with people, Sorry, bear with me a second. Yep. I just got stuck on. I just got my trouser leg stuck under my other leg, and I couldn't move. <laughs> um, but like when I'm interacting with people, like say if it's at work or whatever, because mm-hmm. um, I work in a factory and I have done for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of a male environment anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so everyone's a bit, you know, typical blokey. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Even some of the women as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then I guess that I can also fall into that bracket a little bit because um, there's a colleague of mine who he's he's ever so funny, but he's really rude at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I just try not to laugh at him, but it's just impossible. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <clears throat> um, shall I throw yeah. some of my questions back at you? Oh, 
if you like. We've got, yeah. we got, uh, we got plenty. Um, so we might as well not okay. make it all one-sided. Let me um, pull them up on my oh, phone. Okay. Um, oh, this is one thing I was going to ask. Listening to a lot of these NPWO podcasts, um, mm-hmm. some ants seem to have worked their way into the inner circle of Tell Him Steve Dave. How has how does that happen? Like I heard, um, was it Dave and Julie on one of your episodes talking about how Troy picked them up from the airport? How, do, how does that come to be? <laughs> um, is it just, I mean, I'm, I'm all the way over here. We don't have cons. So is it just kind of meeting people yeah. at cons and Twitter and all of that? Going to the stash? I think, uh, to be honest, I think it's mainly like places like Twitter. Mm. Um, I know with regards to like Dave, he's with, um, he's married to 13% Chris. Right. Who's quite <laughs> active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she speaks to an awful lot of people. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know the answer, definitely. Yeah. Um, so if Dave's listening and he's shouting at me right now, then he can, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> he's, he, yeah, I'm not sure if it's the fact that um, Troy was actually introduced to mm. uh, Dave through Chris or however. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I I mean, Troy follows follows me as well. But then I met him. When I, I went over in uh, May 2016 oh, yeah. for the the uh, Brooklyn show, so where it was the podcast fest, I think it was Pop Fest. Oh yeah, yeah. And I actually like I was literally on the on the steps, um, just going out of the place, and I heard a voice behind me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I just turned around and just gave him the biggest cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just seems to to weave its way in. Like, um, people talk about talk about it like it's nothing, and I'm like, there's a backstory here. I don't know how these people are hanging out, but they're hanging out. <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, I think with Troy, Troy's like, um, you know, he's pretty down to earth kind of guy anyway. Yeah. So yeah. he would he would just happily meet up with anybody. Mm-hmm. That he's you know. Probably anyone in general. So, yeah, head on over. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the stash. Um, Tony and I oh, and uh, my my wife and Tony and myself, we went to America. Um, it was four or five years ago now, and we traveled all around the place. Um, and one of our stop-offs was in New York. So, naturally, we, we made the train ride out to New Jersey, went to the stash for an hour or so. Um yeah, it's funny because I didn't realize till I was outside and and done and um, everything that I totally forgot to get any photos in there. <laughs> so oh, no. yeah, uh, we gra- we grabbed a quick one outside, but then had to go catch a train. So um, yeah, I definitely want to go back there. It's just a long way away. Yeah, how long's the flight to America? Uh, well, we've only ever flown to LA from here, but even then we have to fly either to Auckland, which is your first hour and a half, or we, my wife and I have gone via Brisbane, which is a three hour flight. And then you go from there, but the flight is between 12 and 14 hours. Oh, yeah. blimey, that is a long flight. Yeah. So you kind of, yeah, ordinarily you wouldn't do it all that often. And um, we were lucky we managed to, um, do this trip with Tony and then a couple of years later we were back there on our honeymoon um and and oh. um yeah came back to still have enough still be lucky enough to make it um the year after so yeah but now we've bought a house and so we're 
slowly eking towards being grown-ups somehow. <laughs> so it'll be a while before we're back there. <laughs> grown-ups that collect pots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Are we grown-upping this year or are we going back to Disneyland? I think we're grown-upping. Yeah, it's bo- it's boring, but unfortunately it happens to all of us. We have to do it eventually, don't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> How did you feel when you went in the stash? Because when I went in, I just, I felt so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying you had to wait outside and collect yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just excited. Um, and I was, it was kind of like one of those strange things where you don't, re- it, it doesn't feel like it's a real place until you're there, if you know what I mean. It exists in TV land. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, I was kind of wondering, you know, are the people off of Comic Book Men even, because I think Comic Book Men had just started up again, or maybe it was, maybe I'm just thinking of telling Steve Dave, but I was thinking, is it that sort of thing where there's all sorts of unknowns that work there, and um, these guys just kind of cameo for the odd shift here and there, um, but then as soon as we walk in, and there's Walt Flanagan sitting at the desk, and Mike Zapsick, um mm-hmm. being as larger than life and welcoming as he always is um that was pretty surreal yeah um <laughs> just chatting with mike <laughs> um but i was there with tony and uh, with my wife as well who don't really know tell him steve dave so um they were keen to come see but it was um i think it was a little bit lost but um that kind of is a testament to how willing they are to go out of their way for other people yeah mm. Yeah, because, I mean, end of the day, it's like there's quite often uh, places that you will, uh, people will go to just because another person wants to. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And and little old Red Bank, there's not exactly a landmark to tick off and come tell people about. No, but there is a really cool pub there called um, the Brooklyn, uh, the um, Dublin Bar. Right. Oh, amazing. So if you ever go there again. Mm -hmm. Um, speak to me and I'll give you the directions because it's such a cool little pub. All right. <laughs> it's got really nice atmosphere and everything. So You can trust the British to find out a pub in any town, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Coming from a Kiwi. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, I was with my friend Kerry, who's also um, from New Zealand as well. All right. So, you know, she, she was sniffing out the pub as well <laughs> as I was. So. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Have you got any more questions? I have some, but a lot of them have been kind of answered through our chats. How far away is Eastleigh? Um, oh, how far away? What's the furthest away from home you've travelled? Um, probably America mm-hmm. when I went to New York and New, uh, New Orleans. Oh, so. New Orleans. Yeah. Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> it's just That's just pubs everywhere. That'd be a dream. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> I had a fish bowl as well, which was filled with hurricane. <laughs> we were just walking down the street with it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I like drinking. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a pastime. Some people like cricket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like cricket. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> I like drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of my questions is, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Uh, probably Disney. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, people, are, people tend to be a bit surprised when they see, um, how, how into Disneyland we are. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> something about it. I think because a lot of my job is in user experience. So what that is is, um, yes, I design software for people to use, you know, as easily as possible. But it's also about that journey of getting to the software, anything they have to touch or interact with along the way. And I think I'm wondering if part of my um, my obsession with Disneyland is because they do that just amazingly well. Like if you ring up um, to talk to anyone at Disney, they're the, the friendliest people and they seem genuine. Um, I don't know whether they just hire the, the best actors or whether they just hire the happiest people because they're all extremely helpful everywhere along the way and they've thought of everything. So like it's fascinating to me that they can paint things a certain color in the park because they know that the human eye doesn't pick up on it as much and they want you to focus elsewhere and um uh things like it's quite interesting yeah it's 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 out of control things like um when you move from um from one land to another land so you go from adventure land to frontier land they make it so that it's um, slightly round a corner so that you don't kind of look back and feel like you're in between two places. But not only that, they change the oh, position okay. of the speakers, they change the what's on, the scenery on the walls, and they even change the floor under your feet so that it feels completely different as soon as you walk around that corner. It's, everything is thought of. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, I definitely have to go. Yeah. <laughs> even, like, you call, you call Disneyland, and uh, when they read your name back to you they'd say okay so that's luke um <clears throat> i normally do this with my last name so it's easier but <laughs> um but they'll say like they'll spell it out so um using disney words so if it's b they say bambi a is aladdin da 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 you know instead of using think, that kind yeah. of phonetic hotel tango da 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 they've thought of a disney character to do that back to you with it's just those kind of those one percenters i think is just it's it's amazing to me yeah definitely yeah and and then also whenever i'm there and i tweet about being there i invariably get someone reminding me not to go in the showers (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is nice (laughs) someone's looking out for me because <laughs> yeah. there might be a little Irish man lurking in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I I just think that's fascinating, and I could talk all day about it, but I won't. No, because I started off on be, low it's battery. Not be the Disney podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll have to start up. Maybe you and your wife should start up a podcast, the Disney podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, if if it gives us any kind of reason to justify another trip there, it's on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe you could do like a gofundme yeah <laughs> yeah one of those sob stories yes yeah. i want to go to disney but i had to grow up <laughs> i just killed my friend of 22 years <laughs> <laughs> it was 17 years <laughs> um, um i was going to ask you I mean, people often have kind of set their sights on um, the next place they want to go or next big thing they want to do. Do you have a big a big goal that you're working towards? Uh, to to be completely honest, I'd love to like traveling wise. I'd love to come over your your side, mm-hmm. like go to Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, because I've actually got family in um, in Auckland. Oh right. Yeah, so it would be quite nice to actually come over and see them you know see how they're living and everything mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, that would be nice. I think they're in Auckland. I know they moved, so I'm not sure if they actually moved to a different part of uh, New Zealand, but they are still there. So yeah. Um, but also, you're probably sick of this. I don't know if you are, but um, I was a massive Lord of the Rings fan, <laughs> so I really want to go and see all like the hobbity holes and stuff. Oh like yeah, that, so. yeah. Um, in Wellington, they've got um, the Weta Workshop uh, has a. I think they do a tour. Um, but they've also got like a, they call it a gift shop or whatever, like they call it the Weta Cave, but it's kind of a gift shop slash museum type thing. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's got, um, the big props and stuff from the movies and there's just big orcs standing around and things still very Lord of the Ringsy, despite all the other stuff Weta's done since, but that's worth a look. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth a trip to Wellington for, but Wellington's quite a cool city anyway. That's the bottom of the North Island. Right, okay. Whereas Auckland's well, the top. You know, if I ever if I ever make it over, I'll um I'll hit you up and I'll find out. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, there is also a place that it's like the the hill I've seen it, the the hills have like doors, like little hobbity doors as well. Oh yeah, Hobbiton. Is that the same place? Is it the No no, that'll be where they shot it, I think, which is probably halfway up the North Island in the Waikato somewhere. Um, I think is oh, okay. there's a they've still got the Hobbiton set the, like the Shire. Mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of set up as a yeah. touristy thing now. I've never been to it, but I, I hear it's nice. That that's the thing, isn't it? When it's on your doorstep, mm. you don't ever go to anything. Yeah, well, the the nice well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's still the other island. Like <laughs> I do, um, I work for a, a kind of farming slash rural place, so we're quite often filming that that spectacular scenery and things. Anyway, so. There's no little doors, okay. but it's just as nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it does like look beautiful. So. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I think I think people don't quite appreciate it here until they've been somewhere else. So um, seeing seeing parts of the world not quite as um, amazing looking, um, I can definitely appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like um, I go back to uh, where I live again. Like Dorset, it, it's not only the Jurassic Coast, but it's also got like rolling fields and it's got the sea at the doorstep, sort of thing as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's quite a picturesque compared to like if you went to London, right? Yeah, gotcha. You know, London is, you know, everyone loves London, everyone loves the city and everything, but it's like bricks and mortar, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing that um. Uh, I've never been to to anywhere in um, England or Britain or Europe or anywhere over that way, um, but it just seems like there's an amazingly rich history there, which which you don't get when you're one of the colonies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is a huge amount of history, and what's quite nice as well is that if you look up at buildings as you're walking through, you'll see the old the lo- the old dates of when the building was actually made. Oh, right, in quite a few of them. Um, so like the old crest of like the family home or, you know, things like that. I mean, it's not applicable to everything. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things that have been knocked down and rebuilt on and things, but there is still quite a lot. Right. You can, you know, certain places you can go and you'll see a whole heap of, um, Tudor, um, buildings mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. There is definitely history here. Right. Yep. Yeah. I remember, uh, wandering around the museum over here. And they'll have the odd thing from from England and things, but um, you look at the dates on certain things. Some things are found here, and some things are found there, and it's literally comparing like 
stone tools and grass skirts to the same time period as um as people were on ships and things um over your way which is really interesting <laughs> yeah and um my town is famous for um starting the black plague oh yeah <laughs> the black death sorry yeah yeah. All right. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Sleep GP. <laughs> well, do they have that on the sign as you drive in? Like famous for Lamingtons um, and the Black Plague? <laughs> no, sadly not. Okay. <laughs> Damn, they should make a flyer or something. I think I think they should. <laughs> Actually, I might go to the council and see what they say. They have the, um, don't they have like uh, Jack the Ripper tours and things? They should have a tour that they just do. follows like where the rats went. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do do smuggler tours, actually. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, because there's certain times of the year, sort of, especially when it's school holidays, um, actors dress up as um, pirates. And they actually walk. They walk through the street with a crowd of people behind them, <laughs> and actually do a tour of you know how a smuggler would have lived and where they would have gone and things. Right. Interesting. <laughs> cool. What is it you use to um, record with, with regards to your recording equipment? Because I always find it interesting finding out what other podcasters use. That's funny. I was one of my. Um questions for you as well <laughs> oh sorry i saw that there and i thought i'd jump on in <laughs> no that's good um so um i use i, didn't I use a it's way. sorry you go <laughs> <laughs> sorry um this is always the fun of doing things by skype or whatever you always talk over to people um i said i was yep. only joking about seeing it you know <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say sheesh um uh yeah, so the recording stuff I use is um, it's a Tascam recorder, which normally you'd put on the bottom of a DSLR when you're filming. So it lets you um, plug XLR microphones straight into it, and then you can mix them on the actual unit itself. So when we're recording, like we could do it without any computers around or anything. It's all just handled by the device. Um, then a couple of microphones. I mean, people that work in and film stuff have this kind of stuff lying around because um audio is pretty easy when you're doing when you're doing video the audio is kind of a bit secondary equipment wise so it'll handle anything you need to do podcast wise um if it'll handle anything that you're using it for filming for okay so yeah it's a little test cam thing um i think it's a dr70d um and yeah just record straight onto sd card um the cool thing about it though that i figured out for the purposes of this is that i can um plug something into my laptop headphone jack and it plugs into the side of the recorder okay so um i basically put you on your own channel and can control the volumes and things um and it all records onto the same card but yeah um, the computer's really only here to drive the skype or whatever it is Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. That what about you? That does sound good. Um, well, what item to use is I've got a Shure microphone, um, just a tiny, oh, yeah. tiny one. Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really dainty. Um, and then I plug it into my iPad and record on, uh, like, record my audio on Voice mm -hmm. Record Pro, which is a free app. Right. 
on the iPad. That's quite a good thing. But I've also got a Zoom. But that's a, yeah, it's a H1. So it's a portable. Oh, one, yeah. And I get a little hat yeah. for that as well. Yeah, I know the ones. Yeah. They're handy little things. They are. They're very handy. So, like, if you do go to any cons or anything like that and you want to get audio, you know, you can use that quite easily. Yeah. Um, nice one. And what do you cut it on? I I use my um I use my laptop and I use mm -hmm. um Audacity. Oh yeah, yeah. Heaps of people use that one, eh? Yeah. It, well, I I've got the swing of it now, so it's yeah. getting a lot better. Yeah, it's really good for a for a you know free thing. It's amazing, really. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So mm -hmm. so in a way, it's quite good because like if people did want to go out and actually create their own podcast you don't have to spend a fortune on stuff not at all no because there's so much out there that you can actually get yeah because definitely even down to the fact that we didn't we don't necessarily have to have microphones anymore really if you just mm. if you're happy to have um just it record you know using the app that i'm using right now without the microphone then that's fine as well isn't it so yeah yeah yeah, and that um, Zoom um, software that we're using instead of Skype, um, that's really good. You just hit record and it'll record the whole thing and put it out in MP3 as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good as well. That's handy. I think that they need to be a sponsor, eh? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's the same Zoom, so we could just double charge here yeah. and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm thinking of getting um, sponsors now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, eh? Um, the thing with, I guess, <laughs> the difficulty I'd have is that New Zealand's not a big pool of people, so and a lot of people don't ship to us, so the businesses we could trap into sponsoring us is pretty limited. But then, do you know where the majority of your audience are? Um, not really. There's a lot around North America, um, and I think that's probably where the majority lie, a lot of ants and stuff like that. Um, but the rest is kind of a stab in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously a special one in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a couple in the UK and a couple in Australia, one in South Africa that, um, <laughs> that was outraged when we said we're not uh, putting any, any pins onto our canvas. We have a canvas in the studio, which we put a pin for the country or state that people listen from. Yeah. And um, there's a piece of wood that kind of is like bracing the canvas right through Africa. So so we um, started slacking off Africa saying, don't listen or move if you're from Africa. <laughs> and the next thing there was a tweet arrived. There was, some, there was a listener in South Africa, which was really cool. <laughs> so we got a hammer out and hammered the, hammered the pin in. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> those pins were huge. Or they are huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might need to get some <laughs> yeah. maybe smaller ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it fills up the map better. <laughs> Eventually we'll run out of listeners to pin on there. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're probably tapped out with all of the countries and states we've got. We even counted, um, was it Samoa, when Tony went there. <laughs> 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 oh, bless. Oh, bless. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah wins a win but now i was just thinking that at least if you if you have an american sponsor then you know if you know that there's quite a few people in america that are listening 
at least. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. At least that way they would be able to sort of purchase it and everything. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, it was worth thinking of anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or even just a, a friend or two that have started a business, I could just fool them into giving us money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not knowing where the where the listeners are. <laughs> um, if on I'm gonna call it lights because you call it lights anyway, don't you? So lits, lits. Yeah. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you if it, the opportunity arose, would you ever go ghost hunting? And maybe take it, uh, take the podcast on the road and like explore some mysteries of the beyond in person. Um, we've talked about it. Um, the thing with that is um, there's not a heck of a lot of kind of those ghost tour or anything, ghost tours or anything around us. There's some in the North Island. Um, the other thing we've talked about is... Um, um we like putting in very little effort (laughs) um so we've got our processes so down pat that i go to tony's on a friday after work um i'm there for about an hour and a half and then i can come back and cut the episode and it's done in 20 minutes okay um which which sounds lazy but really what that means is we have to keep it keep it that simple otherwise we just won't bother Um, (laughs) like the reason we've managed to get 40 something episodes out in a year is because we've got all those processes in place to make it nice and simple. And we do talk about doing the odd, you know, um, special thing, the one-offs and stuff like that. We just kind of never get around to it, but I'd kind of prefer we never get around to those ones than, um, then kind of put all our eggs in that basket and never get around to putting out the regular episodes. So yeah, I'm not ruling it out. Um, and certainly when when we're in our travels and stuff, uh, we kind of keep an eye out for any of those paranormal stories to just come back and talk about. Okay, um, yeah. But the ghost hunting part of it, it's a big rigmarole that, um, that we're just probably too lazy to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough, to be honest. Um, but I was just thinking, because um, didn't you have a friend who lived in a haunted house? Or yeah, my mate, um, my friend Jim, the most haunted guy I know. Yeah, that's um, the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering, maybe you could, you could both spend the night at his house and see if you experienced anything. That's a good point. He's got two young kids now, though, so we'd definitely be up uh, hearing noises, but I don't know if it'll be ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I work with Jim, um, and he comes in regularly with stories so he's due on the next recording with another one um yeah i've I've been to his place he's kind of lives a bit remote as well so it's a couple of hours drive from where i am okay so again lazy comes into into effect <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i mean it is fascinating and yeah yeah i'd like to do more but also the way he tells it is often quite quite fun as well <laughs> yeah it's the storytelling isn't it part of things yeah 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 oh well exactly. i look forward to hearing him on it on is it the next episode did you say um well we've got one in the bank already so it'll be in a couple of weeks time okay. i think we'll we'll get him on the next recording next week and it'll probably be the one after that it'll it'll make an appearance i think ah, okay brilliant well i look forward to hearing that then cool <laughs> 
<clears throat> um, not to alarm you, but my battery's low again, so we might need to speed up this end before it's completely dead. Okay. This is a bit of a bizarre question, because I like bizarre questions. That's why, um, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm on this planet, I think. Cool. Uh, I've always wondered, when the moon and the sun are both in the sky in the UK, what on earth is going on in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> Bugger all, we're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't care because you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just black. <laughs> that's a really interesting thought, though. Yeah, but I wonder I... if that's making the planet move a certain way gravitationally. Hmm. Yeah, or maybe because yeah, I always do sort of sit there and wonder. Like I look up in the sky, and I think, well, how is the moon here? <laughs> what is the sun and the moon in the bloody sky in um new zealand and australia or <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one uh my my dad um winds up my nieces with it um they're sending a spaceship to the sun but they're going at night so it doesn't get burned up <laughs> <laughs> so they believe him yeah, not bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's very clever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were going to ask me about the All Blacks. Uh, yes, I was. I know we were going to talk about that as well, weren't we? How did the rugby game go? Um, good. Yeah, that's the funny thing with um, with a lot of people outside, outside of Sydney and New Zealand. Um, rugby league and rugby slightly different and people outside of those places call both rugby union and rugby league rugby <laughs> oh to be honest it's also it's also people that just don't watch or listen to sport at all <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so i was watching the the league last night okay um that was good yeah yeah some preseason games going on but yeah there's three brit teams over in australia um and they played each other it was all right I ended up actually going to bed early because the the last game was a bit bit of a downer, but it was fine. I mean, I'm one of those people that I watch any any kind of sport, so there wasn't even my teams playing. It was just a, a good sporting event, so I had to watch it for some reason. <laughs> Who are your teams? Uh, my team would be the New Zealand Warriors, um, and then if we jump over to Rugby Union, the Canterbury Crusaders. Okay. And then the national side, obviously, is the All Blacks. Yeah. yeah. Which Americans always think is racist. <laughs> it's They're called the All Blacks because they wear black. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of why I thought it was. Although I did notice that their um, second league, because I, I looked them up, their second league T-shirt has got more white on it than black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they wear that when they play Scotland because Scotland's a dark blue. Right. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they've they've got another one which is grey that they wore in a World Cup a couple of um, couple of World Cups ago and lost to France in the semi final, which is unheard of. So they've never worn that one again. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Um, okay. This is all making sense to me a little bit more now. Only a little bit more, but um, yeah, I mean, with regards to the All Blacks, I mean, I'm trying to think what to actually ask about them, if you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just spiel on it. I'll just, um, I'll just give you a yarn. 
Um, so the All Blacks, for those that are still confused, is, is New Zealand's national rugby side. Know who they are. That's as far no, as no, no. I'm just thinking if anyone in America is listening, we're just talking about this team of All Blacks and they still don't even know. And they're um, not All Black. They're some of them. No. White. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the name, I think, goes way back to um, when places would... When if New Zealand toured somewhere, they had to get there on a ship and take months to get there. Okay. Um, the players were wearing black and had the silver fern on their chest. Um, but the New Zealand rugby players would often run. Um, they were quite free in their running. So in rugby, you got the big guys up front, which is like the forwards, and then the the guys at the back. To compare it to football, it's like your. Um, your you know linemen versus your running backs and so the backs for the all blacks when they um when they toured were were just as nimble as the forwards or the forwards were just as nimble as the backs so and newspapers and things they were printed as all backs um and then through kind of typos plus the uniform that they're wearing it turned into all blacks and so now they they wear all black yeah so they were all running um all agile and things even the big guys so yeah they were all backs and then they eventually just turned into the all blacks now they're the the best team in the world and um and uh yeah just there's 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 it's one of those teams that are so good that team that people from other countries are fans if you know what i mean yeah <laughs> absolutely i mean and, the, and because of that the other the other teams around the world like to play them because of the benchmark yeah i mean to be honest it's like if i was to ever sit down and watch a rugby game which it will never happen but um <laughs> but you know it might happen but like if i was to know if that you're they, in new zealand it would happen trust me <laughs> yeah yeah um but if it was, uh, you know, if it was the case that, like, I knew that the All Blacks were playing, like, I probably would actually watch because, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. they are they are a fantastic team. But also the hacker as well. I mean, that oh, is yeah. so impressive. Yeah, people love um, love watching that. Yeah. Um, including all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, I think, uh, in college football, the Hawaiian team does it. Um uh, in, in America, um, so there's something to refer to, but it's basically a tribal war dance that they do before kickoff um, and just after the national anthems are sung. And yeah, it's it's pretty aggressive. And some people think it looks funny. Like Australians often don't get it, um, but they like to kind of bag New Zealanders anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, because do you know the do you know what it means and things? What they're up to? You said that um, your New Zealand friend said it's not scary. Yeah, what she's um, well, she 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 messaged me because um, because when we were talking about it, we were both very drunk. So uh, <laughs> so she's recapped. Um, she's just put because I I went back to her saying, "Hey, you, I'm just um, recording with a guy from New Zealand. Can you remind me what you said about the hacker?" And she's put, yep, yeah, for example, our school's rugby team would do the hacker before an assembly to welcome other schools. Mm. So that, you know, because it's not a threatening thing necessarily. It's, you know, more yep. of a welcoming thing. Oh, yeah. And the war hacker were originally performed by warriors before the bat- uh, before a battle, proclaiming their strength and prowess in order to intimidate the opposition. Yep. 
but Hacker are also performed to welcome distinguished guests or to acknowledge great achievements occasion uh, sorry great achievements occasions or funerals and then yeah Kapaka you're gonna have to Kapahaka thank you yes yeah <laughs> so that's performing arts groups um, yeah. very common in the schools that's what she said yeah yeah so so I guess the thing to take from that is that um, there's different types of Hakka so the one that the All Blacks do is for intimidation. There are other ones where they it is like, um, you know, to show respect to someone else. Like if someone wins a big award, often over here, crowds of people will stand up and do a haka. I don't because um, <laughs> I'm of English heritage. So um, although I did, um, you know, it's all through school and everything like that. People would People would be doing kapahaka which is the performance type of hakas mm-hmm. um but the one that the all blacks do is that one of uh that, that that people kind of used to do before battle so when um new zealand was kind of uh before settlement um it was kind of tribal warfare yeah um and even once once the brits came it was they were doing it then as well um and some of the actions and stuff that they do is around it's like um bringing up the um how do you say it so so they put their fist on the ground or they punch the ground and what that's doing is drawing up the spirit of their ancestors to give them strength and um then they'll do things like um they poke their tongue out which is called a pukana yeah um and what that is is saying uh once once we've finished um our battle I'm going to eat your dead body. <laughs> because what that means is like there's no greater form of disrespect to another person in that culture than to eat their flesh. Yeah, well, I mean in general, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the they call it mana and your mana is kind of part of your body, which is yeah, it's your kind of life, you know, your your life power, your soul kind of stuff and so those guys when they if you were to eat another person's body it means that um they basically don't go to the afterlife that sort of stuff right so yeah it's pretty full-on stuff um but there it is definitely um used in a bunch of different places and not always for that reason but the all blacks ones is always more about like they've got a special um haka they do mostly just when we play australia because uh old foes which involves an action of like slitting your throat, <laughs> which is pretty full on. Um, but yeah, the Australians give all the disrespect back as well. So yeah, yeah, it's always a fiery encounter. But yeah, it's an interesting thing and, and worth googling. But um, at face value, sometimes people quite don't quite get it. They don't quite understand all the culture and stuff behind it. No, because um, I did actually, um, I actually did look it up as well, and I'm, um, I saw that there was uh, like videos wise, I saw that there was um a warrior one, mm-hmm. and that there was also the um the rugby as well. You know, excuse yeah. me if it's not rugby, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> At yeah. this point, yeah, you do. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah it was um i'm just trying to think if i can i think they were i think they were playing france oh yeah and the french walked forward yeah, on them that's it yeah which is yeah which is another sort of sign of disrespect towards it yeah so those french ones are always fiery yeah, as well because oh, i mean let's yep. face it sorry if i've got any french listeners but typically the french are quite disrespectful aren't they that well you don't have to agree with me if you don't want to come with me on my suicide <laughs> trip 
But, uh, I know what the Brits think of the the French. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. We we get the same thing. Um, that kind of arrogance that they play with and things. But but I mean, the the rivalry is because they've they've beaten us a few times when really they're not not a good enough side to have done so somehow. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's been a couple of World Cups we've been knocked out by them. Yeah. Ours is a lot deeper than that, unfortunately. That's <laughs> <laughs> that history again. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And also those buggers, they um they always give us nil poir on it at Eurovision. <laughs> 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 Just give us one point, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna um I'm gonna wrap this up now because I know cool. that you, you you know, you're running out of batteries, aren't you? So <laughs> yeah. yeah for those that i mean it's probably been seamlessly edited out but i've had to stop twice to get new batteries <laughs> and we're onto the tv remote now so <laughs> so it's probably time to wrap it up yeah definitely but it's been lovely chatting with you and before you go can you tell people where they can find you on like social media and faces like that oh yeah um so um at L-I-T-S underscore podcast is where you'll find anything about Lights in the Sky podcast. Uh, we also have our poorly updated website, if you like those, at lightsintheskypodcast.com, which has all the episodes up there as well. Um, and, yeah, just iTunes and the Google Play Store, Lights in the Sky podcast. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Oh, yeah, and uh, Instagram as well, at L-I-T-S underscore podcast. So we, um, yeah, we have a few things going on. It, it sounds like you've covered all bases there. Bases? Bases. <laughs> Basey. 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 <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Basey's. <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you ever so much for chatting with me and i still haven't got a sign off for this podcast yet <laughs> so yes cool well thanks very much for for having me you're welcome um and yeah it's been fun and enjoy the rest of your day as well so future boy out toodaloo as tony would say coming this spring to itunes Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. The new Pod World Order proudly presents Cult of Days. Gift or death or death or death. This April, Dave Weimer and Jerry Butler will team up with internet heartthrob Robert Floyd. That's at 4ColorBigCat827 on the Twitters. And travel the globe and visit the most notorious spots of death, murder, and mayhem. Be warned and prepare yourself for... 